Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ifa Abeo. <laughs> to hear my voice again and to be able to talk is amazing. But let me first grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, get a pillow, get a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something to drink. Something hot, warm, cold, juice, water, tea. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. <laughs> hey, baby. First of all, don't forget to get your early bird tickets to be at the Detroit Hoodoo Fest. Hit up Yvette the Motown Witch. Man, we got a powerful panel that's going to teach you something. I'm not sure if she's doing it online. I will ask because a lot of people say, hey, what if I can't fly out? Can I get a ticket and watch it virtual? So I'm not sure. So let me get back on you with that. Okay, follow me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Hell Animal Planet channel. I was on Christian Mingle, but they banned me. That's a whole nother story for real. <laughs> tag, I'm on tag, I'm on Tumblr, I'm on bingo, I'm on Clubhouse, I'm everywhere. Yeah, you know, I had a person that once said, You shouldn't spread yourself too thin. Why not? Why not? Oh, because if they're just used to you being on Facebook or Instagram, that's... No, I don't just want those same people. Let me tell you why I'm all over the place, right? Because there's an agenda. There's a method to my madness. I look on Facebook, 50 million readers, 50 million people doing the same thing. And the same people go and run around and go to this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I'm not on a hamster wheel. And the one thing that makes me authentic, I don't mind going somewhere else. I don't mind. Now, I love Facebook. It gave me my start. But I'm also on um, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I am spreading myself out so people that don't know me know me now. And then when people share my stuff, now they come back and be like, oh, right, okay, who this sister? She, po she posting this. This is funny. Oh, shit, this is controversial. Oh, let me see. And I get hit up. And people that might have not, not everybody have Facebook. I know, I know. It's hard for some people to believe that. Oh, my God, what? A lot of people don't. More people on Twitter, even though Elon Musk then took it over, but more people on Twitter, especially black Twitter, more people on Twitter and on TikTok. 
because it's now it's video. So, and people like to visually see. Not everybody like to listen. You know, unless you're driving that commute. But most of the time, they on Twitter and, and TikTok. So, I kept on saying it, right? Yo, y'all, because my daughter told me. She said, Ma, you get on Twitter. I mean, get on TikTok. I said, TikTok is for young people. She said, I'm telling you, Ma, get on TikTok. You watch. Because most people that are on tag is on TikTok. My daughter has a million followers. So when everybody I was on her page, they were like, yeah, my mama, you need to, mama Jay, you need to go and get on TikTok. And I did. And those same people made sure I got to 50,000. I'm grateful. I'm grateful of where I'm at. I am. Now, when folks sit and tell you, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's because they're fearful. They ain't going nowhere. Don't listen to them. Push those people out the way. Say, excuse me, move and go on about your business. Okay? Because some people are just, they settle. They're comfortable with just settling. They, they don't have faith in themselves. And that's what this conversation is about. Faith. Faith without works is dead. You do know that, right? Because a lot of people don't believe that. Oh, you know what? This just what it happens. Oh, my God, I want this job. I know I can get this position. Okay, you know. You, you work for it? Yeah. So then believe it's yours. Oh, I'm not going to get it anyway. You just killed it. So don't worry about it. Bye. Boop. How is it that we want something and we, because folks have embedded in our head, oh, it's not going to work out. Oh, it's not. It's not going to prosper. You know, and those are the people you be like, why are you doing that? Because nothing ever works out for me. Oh, my God. I don't think. Like Debbie Downers. And you'll be like, you don't believe in that? But guarantee you, these are the same people. Girl, you know, he he um, he um cheated on his wife. Girl, I knew it. I knew it. I believed it. How you believe in the mess, but you can't believe in the blessing? You believe in the messy, but you can't believe in the blessing? You, you got it backwards, ma. I don't want to believe in the mess. I don't want to sit at the table where it's nothing but messy people. I don't want to go over there where all they do is talk about each other and nobody believe in shit. And they just believe in the gossip and the problems and the issues. No, I want to go over here with the people that believe in the blessings. Hey, girl, you got it? I'm going to act and walk like I got it. I'm going to stand tall. I believe in it. And they're doing the work to acquire what it is they... See, first of all, I believe. I can't speak for nobody else. Whatever you want in this life, you have to make sure that once you get blessed with it, you can contain it, nurture it, feed it, and allow it to grow. And then give the seeds to someone else. That's it. Or, because some people have problems of giving out information, then leave a bag of seeds by the highway. And when I say that, post it so people will know. And those that want it, they're going to use it. Those that's not, they ain't going to worry about it. So now you did that. So your blessings are overflowing and you don't have to worry about it. But see, we get into this thing of, I don't know. I'm not, I just, I, I want it so bad and it would bless my life, but I don't believe I'm going to get it. More. Because my grandmama and my mom and them always told me one thing. Either worry or pray because you can't do both. One will cancel out the other. So where's your faith? You got faith in these people running around here doing the crazy shit. You got faith in the messy stuff. You got faith in your little gossiping girlfriend or boyfriend. You got all that, but you don't have faith in you. 
Uh-uh, let me go back. You don't have faith in you. Let me tell you. We all, right, because I'm, I'm no different. We all have heard people say, oh, girl, you shouldn't do that. And we listen until something woke us up to be like, hey, let me ask you a question. You ever did that? No, girl. Oh, okay. Thank you. Stop trying to stop my, my flow. Okay, bye. And you go on and do it. And the sad part is, is when you prosper and you get it and you're, you're being blessed and highly favored and run amok. Those same people, I always knew you was going to get it. I believed in you. No, you didn't. No, you did not. And why can't you take that same energy and apply it to yourself? And you know how many people will sit and tell me, oh, but because, you know, it's selfish. You can't pray for yourself. Who the fuck else I'm going to pray for? I'm going to pray for me first. It's self-love above any other love. I know you lie. I'm going to love me. All of me. What, why am I want something for you that I don't want for myself? I'm going to pray for you to hit a million dollars. I'm not going to pray for me to hit a million dollars. I know you lying. This ain't chalk. This ain't TV. What? My ancestors and them didn't fight, didn't survive, didn't do all of that so I can give my blessings away to you? Didn't y'all hear when Alana Vincent in the Course of Miracles said, I have to make sure my cup is full. Anything that flows out of my cup, I can give to you, but... I can't make sure my cup is empty because if I sacrifice what's in my cup to give to you, then you, my darlings, are a thief and a liar. Because you see me struggling and you're not doing it. And you want all of mine? No, it doesn't work that way. Stop thinking that way. Change the narrative. I'm not going to wish blessings on myself first. So I'm going to run. We batteries. I'm going to make sure you at 100 and I'm going to be at 30. That don't make sense. That don't. No. How am I? I get to 100. Plug you and you get to 100. You plug yourself in. You give somebody else 100. And we are, that electricity is flowing. We're all getting blessed. How is it now that I just got to put the blessings on you and I forget about myself? So I'm starving. I'm hungry. My bills are unpaid. And I'm running around looking crazy and saying, oh, woe is me. No. 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 No, and if anybody tell you that, punch them in their damn throat and keep going. Because they, they are thieves and liars. Don't do that. Don't allow no one to make you feel like you're bad for wishing love, prosperity, all of that on yourself first. The airline's been telling y'all that for years if you fly. They don't say put the mask on Jesus. They don't say put it on your good girlfriend. They don't say put it on your partner. They don't say put it on your kids. They say put it on you first. You are the cake. Everything else is a decoration. How many times do I have to tell y'all people that? You are important. Shit would not happen if you weren't here. You make it happen. You are the hour, the moment. <laughs> hey, but you have to walk in your greatness. I don't care if you have... Zero cents in the bank. You up. You can walk outside. Well, I don't know where to go. Well, what let your feet take you where you need to go? Did you go into your local store and say, hey, y'all hiring? Yeah, we are. Thank you. And you fill it out. Oh, you're overqualified. Let me go next door then. This not, might, might, might not be the store for me. Let me go next door. And if you, now I'm a strong believer of this. This is why I love the men in our community. No store should be operating in your community that you can't get hired in or they don't have someone like you. Let me tell you, on Jamaica Avenue, right? Some of my aunt Pat, God bless the dead, got her job. There was this Chinese 
family, they had a wig store. And every time people of color, you in a predominantly black neighborhood. And every time black people come in there, they will walk right with you. Don't tell nothing. Don't tell nothing. Till the brothers came up in there and said, look, either you start changing or you going to shut it down. They hired my and Pat and they hired a few other people. For real. They wouldn't let black people touch the money. But my Pat was like, I'm okay with that. I can style wigs. I get wigs on discount. You know, she was the walking model for them. Then they had Val. They had a few people working in there. But at first, mm-mm, it would treat you like garbage. And that's when I knew, like, you can't have, you have more power in your community than you ever imagined. When you come together. Now, nobody back then, excuse me, was with, oh, it don't matter why we hating on their money. We still going to shop there. Those are the people that don't care. They don't. They don't care. Nine times out of ten, they're so fearful. They're so scary. Like, uh, you know. But if you are going to stand up for what's right, be prepared to fight. Let me say it again. If you're going to stand up for what's right. Be prepared to fight because you got to go against your own kind. The worst people in the world, and I'm not here to lie, is when you stand up for people of color, they will dog you out. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> my kids was all in public school. I had four kids. Back in those days, you know, when they was taking the school pictures, you couldn't get a family package. You couldn't. Couldn't get a family package. They would take pictures of each child individual. And I'm looking, and now it would be $67. Now, now people be like, oh, that ain't shit. But back then, it was a lot. So we talking in the 80s. And it, it was a lot. For four kids, $67 for four kids? No, 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 man. Like, where's the package? Where's the, you know? So <clears throat> they didn't... Um, they didn't give a package. You had to do the single picture, the class picture, the big, the small, four, five by eight, four by seven, like pack, 67. So that's $268 for four kids. Now I know what y'all saying. Oh, that ain't shit. I eat that. Yeah, back then it was a lot. All right. When I'm making sure it's me and my husband, we got four kids. They all want pictures. Their grandparents, everybody want pictures. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then my kids wasn't the type of kids that just stayed in the house all day. I, that's why y'all can say, oh, that's nothing, because y'all don't go nowhere. No, I took my kids on vacations. So, no, we 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 got to make shit work. Like, work with me, because I'm a buy. So, all the other parents was like, oh, they not going to do nothing. And I would go then to the PTA, and I would ask, like, yo, you know, I know when pictures are coming... Why don't y'all uh, um, give us groups instead of us paying damn near $300 for each individual? That's a lot. Parents was like, oh, yeah, I feel you. Oh, my God. Somebody need to say something. Well, why y'all not saying that? Because they ain't going to change. They ain't going to change their mind. They ain't going to change their mind. So the old PTA president. She, she would hear you, but she wouldn't do nothing. And those are the people I can't stand. You hear our complaints. They're violent. We are here. We're not these parents that just come drop our kids off. We're in the school volunteering. We're helping. So why are you not listening to us? Right? But 
This was a woman that only had one kid in school. So it didn't affect her. But we had some of us, like me, myself, four, five, six kids. Renita has seven. Like, that's a lot. When you got $67 for seven kids? Four is 200 and something. Seven? Shit! So, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So, Miss Madden was the principal there. She looked at me and she said, hey, <laughs> the only way you're going to change this if you get your ass out there and run. I said, run? She said, run for the PTA president. She said, that's the only way you're going to change. She said, I see you see all the things. Like, parents would go and help out, right? They would. Me, Miss Nichols, it was a few of us would go down to District 28. Y'all need to pay these parents. Get them some kind of stipend. Because, yeah, they may be stay-at-home moms and they making sure their kids are here, but make sure they got lunch money or something. Give them something. You got to give them something. Because they are up here. They're helping the teachers. They're, they're not... And we weren't allowed to work in the classrooms that our kids was in. And we was okay with that. But we came on Saturdays to help out. I mean, through the whole school year. We were there. She said, the only way you're going to see a change, you got to run. Well, baby, I went home. I talked to my husband. He said, do it. And I won. I was the PTA president for a year. And now the PTA president chooses the photographers that come in and, you know, take pictures. Well, the person that was doing it the first time, I knew they weren't coming back. I was like, don't even bother because they had seen you, like, all of their promos and everything. I said, don't even bother. We're we not even going with y'all because you never gave us a, a package deal. You never gave us anything. All you were doing was robbing us. No. Well, I never forget. It was this gay couple, right? Real talk, two women. Coolest women I ever saw. Everybody else was against it because they were gay. I didn't care what they did outside of, of the school I was. They had nothing to do with that, right? They gave package deals where all your children could be in a group, and they did it so beautiful. You picture background, everything. You will get no lie. You would get a, a five by seven, a eight by eleven, and it's like a big poster one. And you'll get the, the, each one have their class pictures in there. And they'll have one separate. Each one will have a separate sheet. One sheet of them by themselves. And then you'll get two sheets with all of them together. And if the parents want to get in. And they'll put the school, the school and the year. Right? The school and the year. And then you get the class picture with the school, the year, the teacher, and the class. The grade. Right? Beautiful package. $39.99. And they did great fucking work. So, <clears throat> all everybody thought about was they're gay and they're white. What, what are they going to be showing to our kids? They were a couple. They were married. They were married. Now, back then, it was it, you couldn't do it in United over here, right? In New York, you couldn't do it. But they went to Canada. And I was like, what? And that's the first time I knew Canada existed. Don't get it twisted. But I didn't know what went on over there. I didn't know what they were doing, shit like that. So when they told me, I was like, wow, get out. Maybe one day I'll go to Canada. Shit. Right? So they would come. 
Um, and what I loved about it was they made sure every kid got a picture, right? Whether they can afford it or not. Now, you know, on your picture, right? Because we gave them so much business, right? That every kid that they brung different sizes, but four of each, four smalls, four medium, four large, four extra large, a white shirts, right? They didn't care about the pants and like pretty little caps. If the little girls didn't have their hair done, pretty little caps and hats, you know, they would bring those and they would put the plastic on the lining and they would pull it out and put it back in. Like these chicks was on point. Let me just tell y'all that, right? And the packages was amazing. Everybody that year got pictures for their fucking kids. When everybody else told me no, and they came, they did their presentation, they showed us, I mean, everything was, I was already sold. And everybody was like, no, 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 no. We, we, why can't we go with the older ones? Because they were robbing us. They didn't care about us. These people care about our children. Even if your kids, you can't afford it. They're not sitting there dogging them out. Every kid get a picture. We need to work with people that's going to work with us. Oh, but they're white and gay. I don't give a fuck. Let me tell you how strong my faith was. When everybody else said no, I gave them the date on pictures day and said, yo, be here. Because you you going to have your pictures and you have your money. Like you had to give a $15 deposit. So everybody. I even got... Uh, some of the parents to give maybe about two or three extra little $15 money orders. Just in case for those mothers that said, listen, I don't get paid until this day, but I really want my kids to get it. Okay. Now, when they usually give it to you, the the samples, right, before you get the package, to see the pictures, so they have retake day and stuff. They have put proof going across the face. At them, they did it at the bottom, just in case. If you knew you couldn't afford it, because some people still couldn't afford that. You still had this long sheet with your kids in there. And you can keep that. That's it. That's all. Right? So, either which way, the parents was winning. You was going to get something out of it. They got their $15, so it didn't matter. But either which way, they got paid. Right? <clears throat> but I had faith enough to believe that this couple was coming. Because I gave them the date. I said, I'm not worried about those people here. I'm giving you the date. And this is the, the other date for re you know, retake day after everything is good because you do six weeks down. So they was like, okay, okay. I said, no, don't worry about it. When I tell you about five or six parents were still adamant, right? Oh, we're not doing this. This is, oh, this, what are they putting in our kids? What are they showing? How you know if they're not going to be kissing in front of our kids? My kids don't need to see that. First of all, you live in South Jamaica. There's more motherfucking gay dudes around here than the Lord allows. So sit down. We ain't worrying about that. Your kids see more shit in your house than they do outside. Shit, we learn more shit in your house than we do anywhere. So shut up. So when the day came, they were there prompt on time. They had their stuff. I had um, monitors come and help them bring their things in. I mean, and when I tell you, it went so smooth. We had parents that came in and volunteered everything. And I never forget at the end. Because we had, like, you know, donuts and stuff and coffee and tea for the parents, those that help out and uh, for them, right? Like, you need some lunch or something. And he was like, no, 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 but thank you. Like, because I really did. I treated them like they were gods. So, at the end, she said, i never forget. She came to me. She said, what if it didn't happen? 
I said, you know, I never planned for whatever. I had faith that this would work. And nobody could tell me different. And it did. And for those four years, people had packages that they could afford. Now, I wasn't the PTA president after that. I did my job. And I left. I said, oh, nope, I'll come in, help out in the school, but I ain't doing the PTA no more. Because the worst people were the ones that you're fighting for. So I learned that at an early age. But I knew that all it took was one person <laughs> to change the game. I remember seeing a meme where they said the church post was, bringing, was praying for rain. And one person showed up with an umbrella. And they asked him why. He said, y'all praying, but I got faith that it will rain. And he was prepared. Like, yo, it's going to rain today. I got my umbrella and my water boots because it's going to rain today. And God damn it, it rained. He believed. All you need is one person to believe. And that one person should be you. Your faith should carry you over. But you know what happens? Oh, it didn't work out. It's not meant to be. No, the devil is a lie. No. It's going to work out. You know why? Because I believe it's so. It's not, well, it didn't work out with that person. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> next. There's a reason why there's always lines. This person may not be it. Next. Next. I learned that from John Cornetta. You can have a thousand no's. All you need is one yes. That's it. And I got that one yes. That one yes. Like, yo, and it was the, pre it was the principal. She said, they do... At least you know. She said it is budget friendly and the school gets a credit. So nobody lost in that scenario because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, you said you're going to give us this. We, our children get this. All we got to do is give you $15. Okay. In a money order. Great. We, don't, we let you fill it out. I ain't mad. So the school get a credit. They get a kickback. Parents get the, the pictures. They ain't got to spend all this money. They got Now you have package deals that fit our budget because it's budget friendly. And, you know, some parents are like, oh, you must be getting something for free. No, I'm not. No, I'm paying just like y'all. Just like y'all. I said, but I want to make sure that we all win. I've been like that for a very long time to make sure we all win. But, you know. Some people rowing in your boat, they're not rowing. They're putting holes in it because they didn't come up with it. They didn't have that idea. But I'm sitting here. It's not about you. It's about these families and these kids to have their memories. If you know you have all these kids and you want to make sure they get the best, well, here's a, a, something that you can do. And I got pictures where my kids are all in their picture photo. All of them, all four of them. And I'm like, thank you. That's all I wanted. Not for selfish reasons. I had Renita. I had all these families that had more than one child. Now, the people with one child, oh, my goodness, why are we paying the same? Didn't we just do that with you? When, when they had the other photographers, we complaining. You was like, oh, it's just pictures. So sit down. Nothing changes in your pocket. Okay? Instead of paying 67, you're paying 39. Be happy. Be happy now. You got a discount. Well, I need to see the proof. I'm, when I tell you all these pictures came out amazing, all of them came out beautiful, 
all of them came out so amazing that even the, the freaking naysayers had to say, damn, these pictures are pretty. Thank you. For real. But people won't believe. You can have the vision, the faith, and everything. You're going to have people that's not going to believe until they see it. And then when they see it, oh, my God, I always believe that you can do it. Oh, my goodness, you are. No, 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 no. Thank you anyway. But I'm going to move on. I'm not sitting here. Because you tried to stop what God had already planned out. For real. But we get so caught up in comparison, envy, jealousy. I mean, it's it's just competition. I mean... Oh, we see somebody else winning. Oh, why can't it be me? It's not your time yet, boo-boo. <laughs> Have faith. Have faith. And when you see somebody winning, clap for them. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Thank you. You did it. No. You know we get? I don't know why she doing it. I've, I've been doing it for years. I don't know why, why they ain't talking about me now. Boo, it's not your time. Celebrate somebody else for once. Celebrate somebody else for once. That's why I tell people. I had to tell that to my daughter. I don't need nobody to celebrate me. I celebrate my damn self. I know how to treat me because I'm a bet on me. But if it's up between me and you, I'm betting on me. Because I already know what I'm capable of doing. I don't know how to fold except in the laundromat. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, if the doc, the only time I'm sitting down, the doc said, hey, you really do. And I'm still going to wave at that goddamn fence. But most people, they just get it in their mind like, it ain't going to work. I remember being at the casino with two of my friends, right? Now, the, the other friend didn't tell me that the girlfriend was just a ball of black smoke. She left us and went on the other side. And she hit. Nice. I'm sitting there. I'm putting the money in. She said, I don't even know why you're playing. We're going to lose anyway. Because, you know, I don't gamble. And it's horrible. And, you know, why are you doing I just felt all of the energy draining. And I just put the 20 in and pulled. I didn't hit anything. And when my friend caught up with us, I said, come on, girl, let's just go get something to eat. Because you sitting here, I ain't, we ain't going to win nothing. Come on. So we sitting down there, get something to eat. Now my good girlfriend, she comes back and she go, yeah, y'all hit. And then I'm looking like, well, I ain't hear shit. She said, oh, I could have told. Said it right in front of her friend. She said, I could have told you she bad luck. Like, she don't believe in nothing. She, she don't. And even in life, if I go, girl. You know, you can do that. You think so? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I don't think it's going to work. I, you know, I want it to work, but I don't think it's going to work. Because, you know, it's just, it's not for me. But I want it. And you'll be like, shut the fuck up. Girl, believe in something. But you know what she believe in? Somebody else's husband. He mine, girl. He mine. He married. I know, but, you know, I know that he want me. See, people believe in the mess. They don't believe in the blessing. They believe in the mess. We would, we as human beings, majority of us, not all of us, would believe in something bad about a person before we believe in something good. If somebody come and say, well, you know, Ephah Bayo stole money and she fraud and she this and she that. Oh, y'all believe that shit. Oh my God, y'all, I always knew it. My spirit spoke to me and said that. But let them come and say, you know, Ephah Bayo's on TV. You know, she's, she's writing a book and she's, man, she, I just saw her at two events. 
You did? Mm-mm, I, when? I didn't see anything. She didn't post it. I was on her page. They won't believe that. But they are quick to believe the, the negative. And that's sad. That's sad. That is totally sad. And majority of people that don't believe you got anything good into you are the ones that you call your day ones and your family. For real. Majority. Not saying all. For real. And you can't sit and wait for them to turn around and say, I believe in you. You can't sit and wait for them to turn around and say, hey, I support you. I don't believe in that mess. You'll be sitting there forever because they still sitting there. Baby, remove yourself. Believe in yourself. Have faith that it's going to work out and keep going. Trust and believe. Don't let them put their anchor on you. Don't let them latch onto you because leeches will latch onto you and they sop up all your good energy and your light and they shining and you dimming. No. Those are the people. That's why I tell people. Make sure you're pouring into a cup and not a strainer. Because, see, you be pouring to somebody, they don't want that shit. I had a, a girl, a sister. <laughs> if you would have seen her out in the street, you would be like, yeah, she's all for it. Revolution. Yeah, she's spiritual, all of that. She didn't want that. She just wanted the accolades. She wanted to be around someone to say, oh, wow, they're popular. I can be popular. That clout chasing shit. And then she would call and complain every day. And I'm like, damn, you took my class. You, 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 you building yourself up. Why are you still miserable? Because they like that. So guess what I did? I cut her off. Boop, girl, go, bye. Go live your life. I, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't be around nobody that don't see nothing good in them. Nothing? Nah. No, I'm good. I, I don't pour into strainers. Because all I'm doing is wasting that water. I can be pouring into someone that really has worked hard for it. That's really out here doing it. That's consistent. That's constantly doing it. But if you're constantly complaining, oh, nobody likes me. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I want to end this. Oh, I want... <clears throat> bye, girl. Bye, boy. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No. Bye. Bye. I can't shine for both of us. No. And you... But you don't have a problem with receiving the blessing. You don't want to do the work, but you don't. You, you want to take all the blessing. No, you know somebody was like, "Oh my God, I'm a reader." I said, "Oh okay, yeah." Um, I said, "Okay, so you get on Sundays best and you read." No, 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 you read and they can just send me the money, huh? So let me say it again, just in case y'all missed it. No, no, no. I'm a reader. You know, I've been reading for a long time. Oh, okay. So you can get on Sunday best and you can read. No, 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 no. You read, like I send people to you and you read them and you just send me the money. I said, wait, because I, I want to make sure I'm hearing you right. Because I, I know I'm getting a little old. Maybe I, I heard it wrong. I said, you said you're a reader. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got 15 years under my belt. I've been reading for a long time. Oh, Okay. So why you not read nobody? No, no, cause you know I'm I don't I don't read for people. So who the fuck you been reading for? Air? No, I'm saying you know if people come to me, I send them to you, and you just give me the money. Baby, that don't make sense. No, that's not how this works. Huh? You've been reading for fifteen years. This should be a walk in the park for you. But see, I learned that lesson. <laughs> Everybody somebody until shit hit the fan. Everybody somebody until shit hit the fan. 
Oh, I'm a reader. I'm this great spiritualist. I'm this, I'm that. Okay, show sure, what you got. I learned that lesson from at my godmother's house. We were all in her house, right? You know that saying, when you're ready, you stay ready, because you always be ready, all right? My godmother said, all y'all call yourselves readers and healers and shit, right? Y'all getting paid for it, all of that. I need y'all to read me right now. So I'm looking around, because we was all in here. I'm looking around like, okay. She said, nah, read me. She said, I'm serious. She put the stuff on the floor. She said, read me. She said, y'all running around reading people, then read me. I said, you sure, ma'am? Yep. I got my card. I said, here. She went and got a glass of water. I said, okay, uh, here. And she, I said, because this is how I make my bread and butter. So, shit, I'm going to step up. And I read her. She said, okay. She said, what about the rest of y'all? No, no. She said, all y'all fuckers are phony. She said, God, daughter, you have now my blessing because you read. You, you ain't scared. You read. She said, you did it. Thank you. I said, no, thank you. And she paid me. And I said, you know, you have to pay. She said, no, you don't block your blessing. Here. And that day I read everybody in there. Real talk. And everybody else that was sitting there that's supposed to have been a reader, how they said they be reading people, so they be coming on them and stuff. Nobody said nothing. I said, shit, this is how I make my bread and butter. If you're ready, you're going to always be ready. I carry my cards wherever I went just in case. Because people would. You a reader, read me here. The only time I didn't do it, and I'm going to tell you, because it was more, it wasn't a reading. It was like we was in competition, and I'm not in competition with nobody. I went down to Florida, and this dude was like, oh, when you going to read my card? I said, I ain't come down for that. I came down, you know, because I had to prepare myself, right? I went to help out in a, a Santo ceremony, right? And I'm learning. You had the elders there. So I'm learning. I'm meeting new people and stuff. And, you know, I always wanted to see an Ogun, you know, thing, uh, uh, initiation anyway. So I was happy to be invited and I was happy I went. Then from there, I had to come back to New York to fly out to Detroit. And I was going to be on TV. And I was presenting. And I was also teaching a class. So... I had to be mentally ready. I couldn't allow no one to kind of mess up my whole vibe. I couldn't. I, I was on the agenda. It was my birthday month. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was having the beauty of my birthday being there in, in Florida. And then we left. I left and went to Detroit. And then I came back to New York and I came back home. So it was very beautiful. This person was down there in Florida, and it was like, read me. You, you got all these followers. You say you're a reader. And I was like, no. And I didn't read them. I didn't. You know, and he was reading me, and I was like, okay, all right. At that moment, he could have told me my grandmother was green, and I would have been like, okay, all right. Now, at the Misa, he was. He was on point with, you know, the other people. And, you know, I said in my head, I wanted this cloth. And his spirit was like, here, stop asking me. So I loved it because I didn't say it out loud. But when it came down to just reading, I'm like, for what? Why? Well, I'm getting ready to get paid to do readings. I'm getting ready to get paid to do something. My, my mentor ain't even on that. And it wasn't. I was asleep, got up, did what I had to do. Okay. Shit. I wasn't worried about nothing else. That's the only time that I, I declined. Because I'm not in competition with anybody. I don't need to validate from nobody. I don't. I really don't. I, I'm not. I'm not the world's greatest reader. 
And most people, I remember when they was like, well, she's been reading so long. Why she ain't famous? Because I perfected my lane and I love it. I love right where I'm at. If I decide to go a little bit further, thank God. Thank the spirits for moving me. But so far, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, I get up. I do what I need to do. And I hope those that cross them up the right show. I ain't got no complaints. I don't. I don't. I'm grateful for everything that I receive, that I get, be it good, bad, or indifference. It's all a lesson and a blessing. Real talk. But it didn't happen overnight. I had to work for it. I came across a lot of folk. I did. And to sit down and be in competition with another spiritualist to me is the most stupidest. Yeah, I said it. The most stupidest shit I've ever seen. Why are we in competition? The number one thing we have in common, love, is the person that's standing in front of us that's asking for help. That's our main focus. You help on your way, I help on my way. And that's it. We come together and we help the person in front of us. That's why I love the Odoo for the year. When it speaks of Ochoce and Ogun. You're good at your stuff. You're good at your stuff. We're not good at everything. We're going to need each other. But I'm not here to be in competition with you. I believe in what I can do. I don't need to ask you, yo, you think I did it right? No. I'm coming in knowing. I, and it's not arrogance. Oh, yeah, arrogant. No. I, it's wrong that I believe in my spirits and I believe in me. I'm sorry you don't be like that, but I am. I am going to believe in everything that walks with me. You know how many people will sit there and be like, well, your mother said, wait, stop. What's her name? What? Get out my face. Real talk. Because people want to play with that mental. No, I got faith. I got faith. And I make sure I work within my faith. I love it. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, yo, I'm, I need it. Oh, my God. I'm not going to get it. No. I have been in documentaries. I have been interviewed. I've been in magazines. And I'm grateful for each and every milestone or each and everything that I accomplished. Because I did it. I Nobody that I was hanging with thought I would be shit. Let them tell you. Go talk to my ex-husband. He on 109 in God Brewer. His name is Roosevelt. Ask him. Yo, E5 Bear. He was like, oh, she ain't shit. She ain't nothing. Because that's what he believed. And I got a few friends over there to believe the same thing. And I give it to Lamb. I love a lamb. I swear to God I love a lamb. Lamb be like, yo, if this what you call ain't shit, then I, I need to be like her then. <clears throat> he told me I'll never go nowhere. My ex-husband said, you will never go nowhere. You will never do nothing. You will always be a bum. What? I said, okay. <laughs> All right. A friend of mine was over there and they said, yo, do bums go to Haiti? He was like, what? And Because I had posted pictures that I was on my way to Haiti. And they showed him, right? Because she had video his response. And she said, this is what a hater looks like. <laughs> She said, hey, do bums go to Haiti? And she's videoing it. He's like, what? She was like, yo, Eva Abeo is in Haiti. What? He was like, you're lying. She showed him the video. And she's she had one phone showing him. She has the other phone. She's recording him. She said, so do bums go to Haiti? Because if they do, shit, I want to be a bum today. And he was like, you know what he said? Instead of saying, damn, I'm proud of her, whatever. He said, who she slept with to get there? She said, yo, you a hater in all. She said, it's sad. 
It's sad. And I, all I did was laugh. I just hit the laughing thing under it and kept it moving. People are not going to like you. People are going to say all manner of things against you. People are going to gossip about you. People are going to talk about you. People are going to have a bad taste when your name is spoken. That's them. How do you add that in your life? You don't. You don't. You leave those people right where they are. Because guarantee you, no matter where you go in life, you can come back and they'll be right there. Right where you left them. In the mess. Because some people have fear of success. Some people have settled because they allow people to put so much fear inside of them. They don't have faith in anything. That's not you. That's not you. And if it is you, now is the time for you to change. You got to believe in yourself. You. You. You got to believe in you. There's a sister that wrote books. Right? She edited and did it herself. And she's selling them. And I'm so proud of her. You know how many people, oh my God, she, uh, she can't do that. Why? She believed in her. She, she has a story to share with the world. Why not you? Okay, maybe writing is not yours. Maybe artwork is. You know how many artists I see and that are beautiful when it comes to art? They won't. But it's one good girlfriend of mine, that baby, she was, I said, somebody's going to discover you. Watch. When you least expect it, she was down in Atlanta painting. Angie Stones discovered her. Known all over the world. Shirley has been everywhere. And it's beautiful. Because she had to first believe in herself. Believe in what you can do. Believe in your gift, your talent. And work it. Work it. Because faith without works is dead. So you got to work it. And yes, fear. Let that fear drive you to do better. To be better. When you look at your kids or your partner or yourself or your mom, your dad or whoever... That is in your life. Even your haters. And say. I refuse to give up. I believe in me. I believe God gave me. The creator gave me a gift. To share with the world. See. I keep telling y'all. The day when I go. I want to make sure I go up to God. And say I used everything you gave me. Every gift you put inside of me. I used it. And I'm coming up here. Work well done, because I finished everything you gave me. If you gave me the gift of gab, I used it. Well, I couldn't think of no more goddamn words. If you gave me the gift of being a spiritualist, I tapped in every spirit and emptied my cup. If you gave me the gift of healing, I healed everyone that came in front of me. I'm all healed out. I'm done. So when I come up there, I am finished I used everything you embedded in me to help everyone else. And now my work here is done. And I'm going up to wherever I need to go. Because I'm not just going to sit there. I remember when Les Brown once said in one of his um, life coach lessons, he said, when you feel discouraged, go into stand in front of a cemetery. Because all those people died. With their dreams and their talents. And they ain't get a chance to use it. You now have that chance. You can use whatever it is. I had a good girlfriend tell me, girl, I want to sell tomatoes at the side of the road. Do it. Do it. You know how to build a cart? She said, I'm going to look on YouTube. Do it. Do it, God damn it. Do it. 
She even went a step further. She sell the tomatoes that she grew in her garden, in her yard, and she sell them. And she happy, and she makes sauce out of it. See, the tomatoes was just a start for everything else to open up. But she believed in it. All she needed was a few people to say, girl, do it. Nobody didn't say, yo, you stupid. The tomatoes she grew, she sold. She turned it into sauce. She turned it into so many different other things. She was freeze drying them. She was making them damn bottles where you see all the pretty colors and flowers and tomatoes in it. Tomatoes has always been the base. And she put flowers in it and oil and she had put it there for beautiful decorations and these pretty um, old-fashioned bottles, everything. And she's okay with that. She's in the cell. She pays her own stuff. She is known. And I'm grateful for it. Cards, card reading was what got me in the room. That's not the only thing that I do. It was a girl I was doing an interview for. She's like, yeah, because, you know, you're a grandma. I said, listen, when you interview people, get to know what they do. See what they do. Not everybody just, I, I'm not known just to be a grandmother and a mother. No, my love. Get to know. Get, read the room. That's when they say read the room. No, know who you're dealing with. What, it, what do they do? What do you want to be known by? What do you believe that you can do? And no matter any amount of money, you will still do it. Even if it doesn't make you filthy rich, you're still going to do it. And you know what mine was? Reading cards. Reading cards was, even if I didn't get paid, I never sat there and was like, no, nobody ain't coming to me. I didn't care. If you came to me, whether you had money or not, come on. I had long lines out my apartment, for real. They would stick notes on the back of my kid's book bag. Hey, I'll be down there. I'm coming to get my reading. I need help. Oh, my God, girl, I need this. Oh, and I didn't care. I loved it. I love reading. But it brought me into places that, yo, and you have to believe in what you're doing. You got to believe in your calling and your gift. You have to. You have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God gave you this. You know how many people is like, oh, that's not Christian of you. How you know? Because in the Bible it said God gave everyone healers, preachers, teachers. He gave all that. So God didn't give me your gift. He gave me my own personal. And that's another thing. I never worry about whatever person has, what their, what their gift is. That's not for me to know. Use it. I commend you. Oh, my God. Congratulations. But you won't hear, oh, my God, I want that gift. No, because I don't know what the fuck you got to go through to get what you got. I know what I got to go through. I know the things I had to overcome and things I had to deal with. Well, I didn't think I was crazy to belong in somebody's damn room with pads. So, no. But you got to believe. Your spirits are talking to you? Great. Get a message. But don't do that. My spirit said you are. No, no, no. No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't cold read people, especially if they ain't ask you. They ain't ask you, no. Uh-uh. Pray for them. Pray for them. Listen, I pray that they, yeah. Don't don't just walk up, no. Oh, and I see. First of all, if you're going to walk up with them with a problem and you don't know them, you better give them a solution. Not, I'll give you a solution and give me $500. What if I give you this ass whooping? Will that solution still come? Because that's going to be my next sentence. Real talk. You know what I mean? People do that. Oh, I see that you're going to lose this and you're going to lose that. Okay, but what can I do not to have that happen? 
Because I didn't come to you and ask you. I was doing good walking in the dark. Now you came and told me this shit. So since you volunteered the the, the sickness, how about you volunteering the cure, the cure so I can get better? And then if I think that it happens and it does and it works out what you said, now you got somebody that's going to believe in you for a minute. No, we don't do that. You know what we do? Girl, I see your man going to leave you. There's a girl cheating. Okay. All right. Well, if you pay me, then I'll give you the antidote. No, it doesn't work that way. I give people reality. And most people would ask. I never forget when I was doing an a interview. They said, what makes you different from all readers? I said, well, we all come in different shapes, sizes, and different gifts. Nobody's the same. I said, but what stands out is I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to give you the truth. Right? Now, I understand most people say, well, there's variations of the truth. No, the truth is just the truth. We don't need 90 million fucking stories of what the truth is. The truth is just the truth. It's just what it is, baby. You throw a rock in the, uh, in the water, it's going to get wet. That's the truth. You know that. I know that. You sit out in the sun, it's going to get dry. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's no variation of it. It's the truth. So, if you come to me and say, Ephi Bale, my man, he don't want to be with me. And I know you, right? I know you. Every week you get drunk, you throw his clothes out, you calling his mama, you cursing him out. He can't get no peace or nothing. So finally, he's tired. He said, yo, I'm out. And you come to me. I don't know. I love him. Ma, that's like putting white walls on a garbage truck. Why am I bring this man back? And the first person we should work on is you. Why do you keep tormenting your partner? You say you don't want to be alone, but your actions show you that you do want to be alone. So why would this person that lived with you, now you done shook their foundation. They can't trust you. I don't cheat. No, but you, you're, you're taking away the very foundation that he stands on. If we work together for this, not I moved in your Section 8 apartment. We ain't talking about those people. We talking about somebody that was together. We built this house. We got it. We can argue and go sleep in another room. It's okay. But you always throwing my shit out. You call up my job, anybody that I talk to. And it could be friends, just networking. You, you want to be in this total insecurity. Why I'm going to bring him back when you're the problem? Fix you. And then all things will fall into place. See, most people don't do that. You know what they say? You right, girl. Pay me 500 and I'll get him back. Why I'm bringing somebody back into a toxic situation? Why? That's wrong. It was this dude. Real talk. He wanted his girl back. Right? <clears throat> the first time I ever did something without reading. Because he was like, no, you don't need to read me. I'm telling you what it is. And I did. I did. I did. I took his money. Even if I be, you'll make mistakes. I took his money. Right? Because I kept on just, oh, it was just like too much. I was like, okay, then fuck it. Just give me the money and send the picture and stuff like that. Right? But then I got a reality check. I was sitting in my kitchen. I'll never forget. And I saw the girl's mother. Right? And the mother is alive. So the girl's mother. And I called him. I said, yo, where you at? He said, oh, I'm home. I'm home. He was like, you know, I'm waiting for her to come back. I said, hold on. You were beating her? 
oh, we had a few fights. No, 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 no. You were beating her. Because when she don't act right or she don't listen to me, I have to put her in her place. So it's her mother to remove her child and keep her child safe. I said, you want me to bring her back so you can do what? So I can control her. No, nah, we're not doing that, player. I said, yo, you want your money back? What? You can have your money back. And I'm going to deduct whatever materials I brought, which was only like $20. I said, but you can have your money back. I said, but that girl mother took her out of that situation to save her daughter life. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to bring. I said, but you know what? This was a lesson for me. Never do no work without doing the reading first. He was like, oh. You know what? I'll get someone else. I said, good luck with that. Good luck with that. And I prayed for that young lady so she can always stay away from him. That's what makes me different. But we all fall short. It's okay. It's okay. When you know better, you do better. I wasn't reading cards for damn near 30 years where I don't make mistakes. Yeah. So remember that. I love y'all. Stay focused. Believe in yourself. When you come inside, you won't need it no more. This is no hour of make-believe. Open your mind and you will see the real, the real. Everybody now can live a lie. Take it as the word you This is no hour of make-believe, open your heart and you will see the real, the real. You can leave your ego at the door. Come inside, you won't need it no more. This is no hour of make-believe. Open your mind and you will see the real, the real. Everybody now can live a
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good afternoon. Hey, 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 hey. And welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bill. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, get a pillow, get a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something to drink, something cold, something hot. Get you some sweet tea. You know, hey, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I always do the reading of the week every Monday, right? Not to say, well, this person got to do this. Just the energy that is surrounding the week. Like, is there lessons that I need to look forward to? Is there some challenges or some obstacles? I do it every week. I do it on Mondays and I do it on Fridays. Monday, I do really personally for me, but just to share of the energy of the week. Friday, I do it for my Patreon. Right? For those that are in my village. And if you want to sign up for my Patreon, you got $3, $5, $10, $20. Right? Those are the levels. And I know, I normally don't talk about my Patreon, but new wave. New wave. And guess what? I've been blogging. It has been helping me as I go through this healing. Like... I had surgery. I had surgery on my neck. And I tell everyone, make sure you take care of your health. So when you get older, it doesn't become harder. I know we want to party. We want to get out there. But we also need to exercise, drink water, walk. You know, not only your mind and your spiritual, but your body in itself. And, you know, I was telling a sister, hey, I am going to start you know, changing and losing weight and eating healthy. A lot of sisters got mad at me, Uh, you know, before I get to the conversation. But a lot of sisters got mad at me. They got mad at me. It was like, oh, how could somebody fat shame you? So let me tell you what I asked. I asked a sister that's already established. She has written books. She has been on tours. She has taught. Like, she's always, she's already there. So... I don't have a problem getting constructive criticism from those that are already there. They have surpassed everything else, and they're already where I'm trying to get to. I stop hanging around people that are saying, I'm going to do, or I might do, or hopefully next year. No, I started hanging around people that are already accomplished or already superseded what it is that I'm trying to do. If you're trying to get into movies, hang around people that are already doing shows and movies and parts. If you're trying to write a book, hang around established authors or people that already put their books out there and their sales are are slowly, you know, going because they already went through your, they already been through your process. If you're hanging around spiritualists, get those people that's already out there that already done paved their way. These are the ones that should mentor you. Not the people that's, oh, yeah, I might do it. No, 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 no. If you're the smartest person in your group, it's time for you a new group. If you are the only person that's getting up, grinding every day, and everybody else saying, oh, not today. Oh, my man came over. Oh, the kids got him out. Oh, I can't. Oh, I don't feel. No, I I don't hang around those people because they got more excuses And the hardest part is starting and being consistent and persistent to go through and still get up and do, even when you know you're tired, shit is crazy, 
But you know you got to get this through so you can get to the other end. So I hang around those people. I'm not hanging around the people that maybe once every beginning of the month you'll see them posting or every so often you'll see them, you know. But once they get a man or they get a job or they get something, maybe a reading that they done made maybe $100, you don't see them no more. I don't mess with those people. Those people, seriously, say what you want. I call them bottom feeder. Yeah. Oh, you really got into spirituality because you wanted a man. Knowing that you being where you are puts you in a place so you can do that. How do you get rid of the person that invited you? If you're in spirituality, it's not for a date now. But a lot of people do that. Same way as Christians. No shade. It's in every religion. Real talk. Um, they they pray and then God give them a man and they forget about God in the church. Girl, I ain't going to be bothered with the church. Such and such was trying to look at my man. Girl, they're trying to figure out what kind of goddamn roller coaster you on. And then when the man dog them out or it don't, it don't be right, now they coming back. Oh, I can't stand all men. Stop. Stop. So those people, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with them. But anyway, I asked him for some constructive criticism. And I was like, you know, cause when you say that sentence, I hope you stand by it, man. I do anything, you know, just tell me what to do. She said, yo D. So, you know, if they calling me D, then they know me, know me. She said, yo, lose a couple of pounds, real talk. And you know, fix your mouth, make sure your teeth and everything are done because you're going to do a lot of smiling. You know, you already got down the hair, the nails, you know, the clothing. You're not dressing all scantilous or nothing. So I get that. But I need you to focus on your health. Start, start eating right, you know. Get that in order. So I was telling them. And, man, they was in their feelings. How can somebody, that's body shame. You know, you can't be doing that. When you are out here, right, I, I use my brother Inf as an example, too. When you're out here and you're striving to put books out or you wanting to be in the movies or you're trying to get a TV spot, Nobody, because now you're a brand that people are investing in. I'm investing in you. So you got to do your part. If you need to learn how to speak, you know, taking speech classes, improving your vernacular, whatever it is, I'm investing in you. The last thing I need for you to do is, oh, I can't, I'm tired, oh, I'm sick, Oh, I'm this. No, no. I invested in a brand. Now you become a brand. So I need you to show me so I can get my my money back. You know what I'm saying? I can get that return because I invested in you. I believed in you. You said you can do A, B, and C. I put my money up. Let's see. And it's only right. So... When you know that if you're not used to walking four blocks and your body is not trained for that, and now I'm investing in you to walk this four blocks because you're telling me whatever it takes you're going to do, now it's time for you to show up. 
Now you can't. You got cramps. You can't. You're sick. Oh, you dehydrated. Oh, you're overweight. You're, you're not fit. Your health. I understand. I, the worst thing I'm going to say is, oh, well, because she's big. I was 380 pounds. But guess what? I can move. I can move. I would take them damn subway stairs. I was on the treadmill. Like, I would get up 5 in the morning, me and Tank. We would get out there and exercise and run around the park. So if I was big, I was still able to keep up. So, and I didn't wear frumpy, flousy clothes. I didn't wear things that was too small. No, no. So my self-esteem, everything else was at an all-time high. But I'm telling you, you have to make sure your health is in order. Because once you start getting in your 50s and 60s, it's hard. You have to work triple time. And it's not easy. So let's start doing it now. Now. Drink water. Take vitamins with minerals. You know, go to the doctor. Get blood work. Get your eyes checked, your ears, your nose, your throat. Get all of that done. Get it done. While now is the time the world is still on an axis, you know, it's still on. Uh, we might all be outside, but eh, wait. We still got this coming and up, this is here. So make sure, make sure, make sure, okay, that you are really taking taking authority over your health. Because I've seen people that have a shitload of money and they're walking around with an oxygen tank because they help. And they'll tell you. Man, I'd give anything to get my health back. When they had the chance. Hey, you eat all that pork. Hey, you eat all that, that those carbs. Hey, you know, let's go for a walk. Oh, I'm not walking. I have money. And now that money served no purpose at all. For real. When I've personally seen wealth is health. For real. Don't get it twisted. I'm really explaining that to y'all. I, I don't want y'all to get a, a life and death sentence. Then you want to start taking care of your health. Do it beforehand, for real. Seriously. I can't stress that enough. Anyway, so the energy of the week is, and it fit. We carry like so many burdens, even of our ancestors. And when I say that, like, you know, I was in the car with my granddaughter and my daughter, right? And we were talking about this. And the Uber driver, <clears throat> how many families do you know that will go food shopping and then turn around and go out and eat? I always thought that was the most stupidest shit I've ever seen, right? And the reason why, I hung out with this cool white girl, right, when I was in junior high school. They would literally go shopping, not food shopping at black people. Black people, we got nine fucking strollers or, or buggies, shopping carts full of food, falling over, and we'll go 
and get something to eat. And the first thing we say is, oh, girl, I, I brought all this food, but I ain't cooking. So I got to put it up. Mm-mm, let's pull up at the drive-thru or go and sit down somewhere and eat. Then why we got all this goddamn food, right? That's how I always used to think of it. So I was with, you know, chilling out with my wife friend, right? My wife, good, good girlfriend. I love her. And um, her mom and them, they would go. You know, look like grocery shopping. When I say light, it's like cheese, she's going to get her wine. Her mom's always had wine. And whatever little health snacks for us. And majority of times, she'll buy the ingredients and she'll cook. Like, they were the most baconist family I've ever seen. They will bake cookies, uh, banana nut bread. Like, she was always baking. And they'll go home. We'll put the stuff up, you know, and... She'll say, you know, y'all wash your hands and there's some cookies or there's some banana loaf bread in there. Make y'all a little snack. And if y'all want some almond milk or hemp milk or, you know, because they were, they were vegetarians, right? Not once did they ever go shopping and then go get something to eat. They'll go to restaurants when if Uncle Uncle whoever had a job promotion or someone was getting married or someone was having a baby or, you know, the family would come together and they'll pick some restaurant where everybody would come in and, you know, the kids, it has to be child friendly and, you know, that way everybody can eat something off the menu and there was never no, oh, I, I'm not coming. So they all celebrated, came together, right? So I, I hung with them. Now, I remember saying, hey, you know, one day when she had went food shopping, right, light shopping, she, we went, and I said, and they was at the farmer's market and stuff, and I said, you know, it's crazy, because I'm waiting for us to go out to eat, and she's like, we have all these groceries here, and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, my mom and all of them, that's what they always do, she's like, why, then why go grocery shopping, so it had to make sense to me, right, so we're in the car now. I used to do it because when I lived down in Atlanta, got y'all, all of us, we'd go food shopping. They'd be like, oh, we ain't cooking. Come on, girl, let's go and get something to eat. And I'd be like, well, we got all this food. So I adapted, right? Okay. We're in the car. Now, my daughters and them do this. We're in the car, right? We had just left Aldi's. You know, we got all our stuff. And my granddaughter goes, so where are we going to eat? And I was like, well, why are we going to eat when we have... We just finished going shopping. She was like, because that's what we normally do. And I said, no, no. Do I do that? She was like, no. I said, your mommy do that. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my, now my granddaughter's seven. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my daughter. And I said, God bless the dad, my ex-husband. He was like, he used to always say that. Like, why are we going food? Why are we, we going food shopping why are we going to get something to eat when we can go home and cook? Like, you know, and hence why I go food shopping in the in the AM. All right? I go food shopping in the AM. I am not that person that like to go food shopping at night. For what? Right? So I would go food shopping in the AM. And I, before I didn't make a list. And I remember when me and Craig, we lived in Atlanta. And we had maybe about nine jars of Kool-Aid. He was like, 
why do we have a school? Like, I said, I thought we didn't have enough. <coughs> he said, yo, let's start making a list before we go. So a lot of stuff we learned through trial and error, right? But anyway, that's not the problem. Carrying the burdens of of tradition, of ancestors, of our forefathers, of what our parents did. And it's really hurting us because it's like, what are you, what are you doing, right? Let's just say you go food shopping, you spend $300 on groceries. Why would you then go and go out to eat? Now you're going to spend another, if you got more than one child, you are going to spend maybe a good $100 to 150 of going out to eat. Why spend that money when you already spent $300 to get groceries? Make it make sense. That is like the deepest of poverty mind state that I've ever seen. For real. And we are teaching our children, our grandchildren, we're teaching the next generation, oh, well, put that food up, but we, I'm not cooking. So then why did you go get it? Like, for real, right? Make it make sense. It has to make sense, right? So when I sat there and I explained it, I said, no, when we get home, right? Because I already cooked. I said, I already made shrimp with truffle butter and I, I, I don't need to, to go out and eat. There's food at home. My granddaughter looked at me like it was farming. And my daughter was like, but my, you know, like what if I didn't want to cook? Then why go grocery shopping? I was like, make it make sense. I said, for real, right? So the the Uber driver, he's listening and he's shaking his head like, you know, because these are the things that we do without knowingly. And then we complain about how we don't have no money and stuff is so high. And, you know, here I have a bill. But you just wasted damn near $500 in one day when you didn't have to. What's wrong with going home cooking, right? So, the energy of the week is carrying or continuing those toxic traits or those burdens that you're carrying, which is not yours. They are not for you to keep doing because instead of it progressing you, it's pushing you back. Another example. We will... We will, right? And I understand. I get it. Every store you go to, it's beautiful to look, but you don't have to buy something from every store. And I'll give you an example. Me and my daughter, Didi, we was out in the um, mall, right? So I was walking in stores, and it was some nice things, but it was nothing that I needed to, nothing in there I needed to buy. I have two feet. I don't need 90 pairs of shoes. Where am I going? What's the use? And I love it when John Mason said it. What's the use of having 50 chairs and you only got one ass? What's the use of you having 90 pairs of shoes and you only got two feet? Where you going? Especially if you know you're not going anywhere. Not all the time. So where are you going? Unless you're buying them as an investment like they do with Jordans and stuff. And then you resell them. Now, okay, we making some money. But if you're not and you just have them in your closet... For what? So we're in the store. We leave out one store. My daughter brought something. I said, okay. She said, what you buy? I said, nothing. Wasn't nothing in there I needed. So then we go into another store. She buys something. 
And she's like, what did you buy? I said, nothing. It's nothing here. She said, you're cheap. I said, no, it's, I'm not. I don't need a coat. I have a coat. I don't need a scarf. I have scarves. I got um, mittens in, in my house. I don't need anything else added in my house. I have a laptop. I got an iPad. I got a cell phone. So I got ear pods. What more do I need? Why am I sitting here? It's cute. Wow, that's cute. Okay. But there's nothing in here I really need. Oh, I'm not a window shopper. I said, okay. Now we go into a shoe store, right? And she's like, oh, my God, I need sneakers. I said, didn't you just buy sneakers? Yeah, but I need these. Oh, my God, this goes with my coat. I have yet to see my daughter in these sneakers. Real talk, right? And she brought them last year. I've yet to see her in the sneakers. You know why? Because it was snowing. She's been wearing those regular boots she had. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh, well, I'm not like you now. I'm very picky when it comes to sneakers, right? I love five fingers. I love it with my toes being separate. I love it. It's great for my back. I love those sneakers. I have three pair, right? Two I had for two years and another one, which is all white, I brought right? I know I can't wear them in the winter because I went to Target. They had some boots on sale for $15. Snow boots. I brought those. And I brought them a size bigger because I always wear thick socks. So those boots can last me for three or four years. And I still have my boots when I was a Yawo or white. I am going to get buried in those boots because I paid a grip for them. So if I pay $100 for some boots, I'm going to wear them like Tiffany Haddish all the time, right? So, she brought the sneakers, yet to wear them, right? Then we go into another store, Marshalls. She is buying shirts and all that. Now, mind you, she's working a clothing store. And she's in there, and she's buying and buying and buying. And I'm looking at her, and she's like, well, you don't want nothing? I said, no, for what? I got clothes at home. I was like, what? So she has all these clothes, right? We got all these bags. I have one bag. One bag. You know what I brought? Candles for when I light to my eggs, right? Real talk. So now she gets home. She's got all the stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Her light bill comes. Now she got to pay this light bill. And now she got to get to work. Ma, can you do me a favor? What? Can you pay for my Uber so I can get to work? I said, I'm not. I'm not. Again, doing those things that you know are detrimental, that it's not your burden. Now, I've growing up, right? I'm 50-something years old. Growing up, my mother and them, whichever store they were going, it was more like a competition. My mother, my aunt, Miss Charlene, all of them, whatever store they go into, they all have to come out with something. And somebody always got to pay the most, right? Whether they can afford it, whether they need it or not, every store they went in, they had to come out with something. We had no lights in the summer. We had... Uh, no gas in the in the winter in the summer. Winter time is against the law, right? Happy that rule came out. That law came out, and I'm like sitting there. Do she need this? My mother had dresses even when she died. The stud, the tag on them that she even never wore. 
And I'm sitting here like, wow, again, adding those burdens, those things that you know is hurting you instead of helping you. And Egon is trying to show you, the ancestors are trying to show you that you don't have to do that. They did that. Learn from their mistakes and move forward. The same way. In my family, we live by this thing called fight or flight, right? So we don't talk. There's no such thing as a conversation. No, God forbid. Either I'm going to fight you or I'm never going to talk to you and I'm, a, I'm just going to erase you from my life. There's no solutions. There's no conversations. There's no accountability, right? It's always what you did. Never what... Well, what part did you play in this holding yourself accountable? My family is not known for that. So when me and my brother and my cousin was having a disagreement, my brother shut down. And I said, hold on, wait, stop. No, no, no. We're not doing the fight or flight. Um, What happened? And he, you know, my brother started talking and then my cousin. And I said, listen, at the end of the day, we all were wrong because of lack of communication. We assumed or we just thought making a full story in our head without asking the other party. How do you feel? Is this what happened? Listening from the horse's mouth instead of because, you know, my family, they make up a whole, they think for you. Like you don't have a brain. In other words, you'll say, hey, y'all, we're all going to church Sunday. My brother will sit, will literally sit there and be like, oh, I know they ain't going to watch. They're going to call me and they're not going to go. Instead of calling and confirming, I'm a big person on confirming. Hey, are we still on for tomorrow, right? My brother doesn't do that. So he'll just make up the story in his head like, oh, they ain't coming. I'm not even going to be there. And we'll not be there to pick you up. So because I notice about him, I will make sure I have cab fare, the address. I'm still going to confirm with him, hey, we're still meeting at tomorrow. He won't even answer his phone because he already made up the story in his head that no one's coming. Now, when we all show up, oh, wow, this must be new because I just knew you wasn't coming. And I sit there and be like, how did the story in your head end? Because that's not what is in reality. You know, now he's learning slowly, but he's learning, right? My cousin has this fight or flight as well. She too will make a whole story in her head and will stick to that story. They make it so well that they believe it. It becomes a reality for them. And it's sad because I'm like, who disappointed you in your life that now you have to think for two people and make a whole scenario when it's not the truth? But because we refuse to... Because that's how my mother didn't work. Because they refused to sit down and have a conversation, right? Because somewhere in their head, oh, they're going to disappoint me. They're not going to think like I am. Well, you're right. I'm not. I'm human. I come with my own experience, my own way of seeing things from my perspective. But it doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I'm not here for you. But you're not, I'm not you. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to micromanage me. I am here. Hi. So my family is slowly learning, right? And it's hard because they're so used to it. Also, they have this, like I said, fight or flight. And they have this me, 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 right? Well, what about me? 
What about me? So the sad part is when you limit yourself to just those that are around you that only think like you, there's no growth, right? So I've always hung out with everybody else. So to see the world from a different perspective, well, you can write in my family group chat like, hey, y'all, I'm writing a book. Guarantee you my brother or somebody is going to say, well, you know, I, I, am, I am going to be speaking here. No, that's great. Oh, that's beautiful. Let, allow me to, you know, congratulate you. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I've been doing this, you know, and I've been, okay, all right. And somebody else will come in and say, hey, it's my daughter's birthday. Well, my birthday was last year. They will not celebrate anyone. It has to always be on them. No matter what, whatever you did, if you say, hey, I did the whole, somebody in my family, well, yesterday I did 12 holes. Oh, for real? You have pictures? Because here's my picture. Oh, I didn't take pictures. Yeah. They always have to outdo the next person. Because it's like, like the elders, when, and I'm, I'm a strong believer of this in my family. I can't speak to anybody else's family. They never hold a title. But when they do get a title, they never want to let it go. So let's just say you're only a president for four years, correct? In my family, if you become the president, you're a president until you die. Like, well, you trained the next generation. Now move. No, 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 no. So they're, no, they're, they're not used to being honored, appreciated. So when they do get it, they don't want it to leave because they never had it. So instead of them sharing the spotlight or saying, okay, I trained you to do it. Let me move to the side. No, they will micromanage the shit out of you. If you listen. I always say I didn't like making coffee for my family. So I would make it so horrible that they won't ask me. And I'm happy with that because they're right when they show you how to make it, they're still going to stand over you. Well, you're not putting enough water. You're not pressing. No, you got to press that button. No, no, no. Listen, you pour the, the coffee in there. You pour the fucking water in the machine. You press the button. Bow. It does itself. No, no, no. You have to pour it on the angle, this side. And is the water getting in there? Yeah, then what's the problem? So all the time, I wouldn't put no water in it, or I'd put too much water, or I'd put, I'd put tea instead of coffee. Like, I would literally sit there and open up tea bags and put it in there. Because no matter what, they're still going to micromanage you. So if I do it fucked up, and they'll say, oh, she can't make coffee. That's right. No, and damn well, I can. But you're not going to stand over me and tell me, Oh, you got to turn the angle this way. No, no. You got to pour the water like you're counting. No, I, I can't make this up. Like, you got to do it like this. One, two, then pour. One, two, then pour. Why, is the machine broke? No. Then just pour the shit in there. No, no. Because the way you pour it. And you be sitting there saying, are you fucking serious? But that's how. Because they're so used to not having attention that once they get it, they, they're never giving it up. So... You know, I always, when now in the family group chat, if, if somebody posts, I say, oh, it's their day. Let's honor them. Let's honor them. It's not about anybody else. Y'all all have your chance to shine. It's about them. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, do I get side emails and stuff like, oh, my God, I just want to share it. Look, I understand that you had your chance. It's about them now. Let's celebrate them. It's nothing wrong with you in the spotlight. So then they go, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But then they'll go into the chat, real talk, and still say, well, even though y'all didn't understand me, um, I, I did this today on my job. And I'll just put up hand claps. Because after a while, it's really, 
they have to see it for themselves. But anyway, again, the energy of the week is not repeating the same cycles that you know was traumatizing back there. Don't add it now. The same way. You know how you have those uncles and aunts, right? Because it's both. The aunt that messed with all the young boys and the uncle that got to touch the young little girls. We make our children, well, they're still coming, but put more clothes on. No, how about not inviting them? How about putting their asses in jail? How about pressing charges? Why do we still have to have our kids be traumatized because uncle, whoever, and auntie can't keep her fucking nose clean? We got to put up with that and make our children uncomfortable. No, 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 but we do it. And it's sad. But you know what? We'll pinpoint everybody else, oh, that's fucked up, you're touching those kids. But here it is, your uncle and your aunt fucking around with these young-ass goddamn kids, and you act like you can't see it. I love it. My godfather once said, <clears throat> he said, don't speak about nothing if you're not going to get on the same people that are around you. He said, because then it makes it seem like you're phony. And I had to really check myself. Real talk. I can't go out and speak about dudes and females touching yawoses and looking at them sexually unless I'm going to go and talk about the shit that I've seen in my own elays and stuff. So I can't do that. I can't. I, that would be really fake of me. I, I can't. Just, you know, random. Nah, nah. And it happens. It happens with the bullying and the sexual advances and all of that. Sexual abuse, the all, all of that, all of that, the traumatizing things, it goes on. Again, not carrying these burdens and these traumas into the next generation. I would love to see a generation that don't need therapy, that don't need to dim their light or hover and, and be scared or scared to show who they are and live beyond their potential and be their authentic selves and not have to be like the person that's mentoring them. Why do we have to erase people and try to build them as an image of us? We're not God. That's only in the Bible. They ain't have shit to do with man. I'm going to make you in my own image. Like, no, no. I'm Ifa Bayo. I ain't trying to be nobody else. AKA Donna. You know, because people will be like, well, I'm calling her Donna. You can. I'm an answer. I'm not a character, boo. I'm not an actress. I, I know who I am. Ifa Bayo is my Ifa name. And I love it. And I hold it with honor the same way as I love the name Donna. My mother and them, they gave it to me. So why wouldn't I hold both? Both is true. Two things can be true. So why would I dim my light with that? It's crazy. You know, like, oh, don't call me that. No, I'm, as long as you're respectful, okay. But people always want to challenge to see if she going to answer me because I ain't calling her that. That's okay, baby. It's okay. I'm not the one with the problem. See? So, and you'll notice that while you're healing, you're going to come against a lot of people because they only see you as when you were back then. A lot of people don't want you to grow. A lot of people don't want you to evolve. A lot of people don't want you to, they love it while you're down and dirty. 
or you deal with them. Now, once you start surpassing them, now you're a problem because now you're no longer my day one. You're my competition. And that's crazy because there's always room at the table. It's always. But so, like I said, so many people have never been, and you can tell by their actions, not their words, their actions. So many people are not used to receiving accolades, love, none of that, support, that once they get it, they will bully everyone else because they don't want to lose it. And you're like, wow. You know, there's a saying, up today, down tomorrow, right? And it's true. The old folks would always say that. Oh, they, they hot today, tomorrow. They might not be shit. And it's true. That's why you cannot base everything you have on the outcome of someone else. You have to know who you are. You have to know what it is that you love to do with a passion. You, be, The world can say no. You got to have that yes in your soul, right? When the world told me, no, you can't write. You can't do this. You can't do that. I did it. And I did it twice so they could see it. But I didn't do it for them. I did it because it's the calling. And I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. So... I'm not going to ever tell nobody like, hey, you know, tomorrow is February 14th. That's the day Hudu Sin Mose passed away, right? Oh, it's going to be all kinds of, of people giving stories and all of that. And all of them can be true. I'm not going to sit there and say, no, it's not true. You know why? Because Sin had relationships with everyone. Everyone Sin had relationships with. And when I say relationship, I'm talking about friendships. Different, I mean, everybody. Everybody. So, and, you know, what was crazy to me is that all these people that um, would say, oh, well, he gossiped about her. He talk- Well, if he said that about you, imagine what he said about you to other people. So don't get it twisted. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, he didn't gossip. Yes, he did. Yes, he did with that red cup. He'll tell you a story about somebody. And I know I got a thousand running around. And guess what? The same way there's a thousand running around about me, there's a thousand running around about everybody else. That's just who he was. But I also know that his life was an example because he died on the day of love. He did. He died February 14th. Love. Love, something that he cherished and something he wanted. Something he wanted beyond a shadow of a doubt. He loved love. He loved what love gave. He loved what love exuberated. He loved love, for real. And he lived his life accordingly. Do you know it was so many people that kept on saying, oh, a sin needs to leave New Orleans. I was like, when sin came to New Orleans, he loved New Orleans. It was love to him. How my family loves New Orleans, Louisiana. Anything that had something to do with love, you can tell the way this man lived. He would find anyone and pour so much love into them. And I always used to say, a person that's like that, they know what love is. But they hunger for it. They don't get it from everyone else. You ever heard that saying, you know, that you can help everybody else, but when it's time for them to help you, 
they close their doors, turn off the lights and all of that. So many people can tell you what sin gave them. And he did. He gave a lot of people a lot of things. But the one thing that he wanted came with a price from all of us. Real talk. Real talk. He wanted just authentic love. Just love. And he died on the day that exuberated that. We all break our necks for Valentine's. To get a love, to want to be loved, to love ourselves, all of that. And he's the example of it, of what love really was. The only sad part is the thing between givers and takers. He gave so much, took so little, but he gave so much that we just took whatever. See, givers have to learn to set boundaries because if not, takers will drain you dry. So, yeah, yeah, by all means. And I'm great that we did have a friendship. I'm great that I met him. I'm great that if he needed me, then we can talk. I'm great for that. I am. I'm great for that. I'm grateful that the example of his life was beautiful. It really was. No lie. It really was. That he gave everyone their start. Or he had a part somewhere in it. He did. But you know. I learned this lesson from 50 Cent. And watching him. And I, I you'll always hear me say it. And I'm happy that I did it. You know. And that. I had the chance to experience it. 50 Cent knew that rapping was going to bring him into the room with everybody else, right? Rapping brought him there. But he also knew he had to evolve to something else and to stay in the room. Because let's just say, I'm reading cards. Reading cards bring me to a lot of places that I know I wouldn't have never been able to get into, Right? But while I was in that room, I noticed that I'm not going to always be able to read cards. First of all, you got young ones coming in, new readers coming in. They're the hot commodities. So I'm not here to compete with them or tell them they can't do it. My time is up. Now it's time for me to evolve. What else can I do? Read the room. Now, while I was in that room, I met Arthur, Dorothy Morrison, Kirk, um, uh, Mama Star. You know, I was meeting all kinds of people, right? So I'm grateful for that. And then I started also meeting people that had businesses that were teaching. So when I sat in rooms, I sat in with Dr. Umar, Dick, the elder Dick Gregory, Ibae. I sat in a room with um, massive people, for real. Not even the name drop. But while I was in there, I was learning from them. I was sitting in there, learning, listening, sitting at their feet. I'm the first one. I have a problem with taking my jacket, putting it on the floor, and sitting right there at their feet and listening or taking notes. So every room I went in, you know how they have that saying, read the room? Oh, I read the room. And I sat there with the elders. I sat there. I remember sitting at Dick Gregory's feet on the stage. And the sister, while he was sitting there talking, after everything was over, the sister walked and said, I was waiting for you to talk. I thought you was going to do it. Now, mind you, I've never spoken in public then. He turned to me and he looked. He said, sis, soon. He said, soon. 
you will be up on stages. I said, from your mouth to God's ears. He said, I don't need to. He said, I'm looking at you, and I know that's what you're going to do. From Dick Gregory, the elder, I hung with Dr. Umar, broke bread with him. He said, y'all need to start getting out here talking. Wasn't no competition. It wasn't no, I sat under Queen of Fua. Like, I sat with these people and listened to them and watched them and studied them. Not to be like them, but to see how they capture a room, how they capture an audience, how they tell their authentic stories. Because I knew one day, cards weren't going to be the only thing to sustain me. Right? So, I'm happy to know that the ancestors gave that energy. Yeah, these are the things we did. But you have to continue where we left off, not for the trauma, for the healing, to relearn, reteach, to look at those things, not with fear. Don't limit yourself. Don't sit and mimic someone else, but to be you. You came in this world with a destiny. Not to follow Ephah Bayo, not to sit and follow anyone else. To be you. Now, yes, I understand. I can go in the room and watch how people captivate the audience and see how people tell their stories or see how people act and how they stand and how they dress. By all means, I don't need to dress like them. But I notice that energy. And then I ask, well, what were the challenges that, that made you continue, that you had to face? And they sit there and they explain it. I don't need to do what you do. I need to see how you overcame when maybe you were in a breakup or when you thought you couldn't do it or if you had a bad review or people were sitting here dogging you out or your friends and family didn't support you. Like, what made you continue? And all of them said the same thing. It was bigger than them. I didn't sit and worry about the naysayers. You're going to get critics wherever you go. Whatever you do in life, you're going to get a critic. Somebody is not going to agree with you. Everybody is not going to ride with you. Your family and maybe your close friends will not support you and some will. Strangers may be the ones to uplift you. Or it might be your own children, your very blood or the person you're laying next to. It happens. Does it stop? No. The sun's still going to rise and set. Still going to have the seasons. And the world's still going to go on. Why can't you? Feel your feelings. Don't dumb down your emotions. But don't carry it. Heal from it. Why do we allow these things to happen? Why are we so attached to a man that maybe don't want us? Why do we have to be the superheroes in everybody's goddamn story? Why do we have to work harder for your dream and dim mine down or ignore mine? Why should I just go over and beyond or give you all my money when you're not adding to the pot? No, no. What are you doing? Why are you not carrying your own weight? Why do I have to do all this? What happened to me as a child that now I need to carry this over as a adult? Why do I always have to go and pick the Peter Pan guys, the one that needs help? Or why do I have to get the guys that I have to chase? It could be a plethora of reasons. Why do I have girlfriends that don't want to celebrate me, but all they want to do is sit around and gossip all day? 
What what am I ignoring in myself that I have to sit around these kind of women? Why do I always need to sit around women that's worrying about who they fucking? Why? For what? I don't have a spinach pussy, so why am I sitting here doing this? Why do I need to bully people or why do I need to drain people of all their goddamn money for something spiritual? That it just might be for you to listen to them. Or maybe they just buy a candle. Why can't I pour into you? Why does so many people go, oh, I wanted to ask you, but I don't want to bother you. But yet and still, you'll go behind my back and sit there and be like, oh, she don't never answer me. How is that? No, no. Why people only love to be the victim in everybody's story, knowing that they're the ones that's doing wrong? Why do people throw rocks and hide their hands? What happened to you as a child or as a teenager that now you have to be a menace to everybody else's life so you can shine? You know, you don't have to blow out somebody else's candle for your candle to shine bright. What's wrong with fanning everybody's flames and let everybody shine bright so the whole room can be lit up? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? But no, everybody got to live in competition. You know, a sister hit me up. Um, I, I, I have a great love for a lot of motivational speakers, right? I do. I have a great love for them, right? And I love the fact that they can go in the room and just command the audience, but also have people walking away better than what they came in. So I love that. To me, that's magic. So... You'll have people that go, oh, I don't deal with the community. Oh, I'm not dealing with a lot of women. I don't trust women. Women don't like me. Well, I used to say that until a bunch of women really sat me down and said, do you know all women? No. Then what is it that you're finding that these women don't like you? What kind of women are you surrounding yourself with? You know what? I was the problem. It wasn't them. It was me. Me thinking I'm better than everybody else. Me being arrogant egotistical, me not giving space to nobody, me just wanting all the attention. Why? Because I wasn't used to getting it. In the family of five and I was the baby, no, I wasn't getting all of it. You know, so I I wanted to spoil this that my dad gave me that my mother didn't. So, you know, when I got around females, no, vow to me. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Sometimes you have to check your own shit. It's easy to pick up a magnifying glass. It's hard as hell to pick up a mirror. Again, the energy of the week. Making sure you don't carry those traumas, those dark spots, those negative traits, those horrible things that you've seen done. We don't want to become the very people that we're trying to heal from. We don't. We, we're not them. There's no more monsters. We're free. We're free. We're healing. We have forgiven. We have moved on. And if you haven't, then go back and see what part you miss and face it. And sometimes, yeah, we need therapy. Sometimes you need medication to balance out the imbalance. And it's okay. It doesn't make you, because people of color have this. I, I don't know about any other race, but I know people of color, oh, girl, if they give you medicine. That means you're crazy. No, it's not. That means that somewhere there's an imbalance, and let's, let's fix that. Oh, doctors don't want to make you well. Doctors do some, you do the rest. So 
You do your mental, your physical, your spiritual, and your environment as well. That's healing. That's healing. What are you adding into you? What are you watching? Who are you talking to? Who are you allowing pouring into you? How is your home? Is it clean? Is it spacious? Do you have living plants in there? How's the color scheme? How is it? Is everything dark? Do you let sunshine in? Do you move your furniture around every so often? There's a lot to take in that when you have to change. When you are healing. Can't just heal, oh, I'm going to heal from this man. No, babes. You got to heal mentally, physically, spiritually, and environmentally. If you still hang around girlfriends that are constantly saying what they're going to do and they never do, they're constantly being belittled by their man, they're constantly ignoring their kids, where they're going out eating lobster dinners and the kids are eating goddamn frankfurters, then no. How are you growing? You got to remove yourself and start healing. Real talk. I love you. Hey, there's a new community out called Ashe. Watch my, my Facebook page, definitely Ifa Bayo, on TikTok. I've posted it. You can hit up Baba Victor where you can grow with your spiritual experience, where you are not tolerated but appreciated, where you are accepted. It is a great community, and they have different outlets and different things. So hit them up if you want more details on how to join it. Don't forget, in May, we are going to be at the Detroit Hoodoo. Oh, man, come on. We all going to be there. And then also, grab my book, my journals. They're on Amazon. Let's do some shadow work. Let's do some healing. Journaling is beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. And follow me, y'all. I love y'all. Peace out.